Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. You damn right. Hope everybody is having a good one on this Thursday for you numerologists. Soak it up. 223-23. Those don't happen every day. Uh, it is Chad and Zay on this Thursday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's good, man? How you doing? Man, I'm good. I cannot wait to hear you talk Def Leppard later in the show. Oh, it's going down. I'm so excited. I wore my Def Leppard and the Women of Doom shirt today that Joe Elliott wore in the, I think it was the Pour Some Sugar On Me video, and I was so jealous of not only his mullet, but his shirt, that later in life I bought it as one of those things you buy as an older person, and it makes you feel somehow whole. It doesn't make sense, but I'm wearing that shirt today because later... Zay's going to tell us what he thinks of Def Leppard's hysteria, and I'm going to tell you what I think of ODB's return to the 36 Chambers, the dirty version, so, in, in our album swap segment at 2.05. So Joe Elliott wore a shirt that had himself on it as like a cartoon comic book character? I mean, technically, yeah. That's I th- fire. I thought it was pretty cool. That's pretty dope. Yeah, and then and, uh, torn up jeans and a jacket over it and stuff. He looks so cool. I wanted to be Joe Elliott really bad in the late 80s. I did. I admit it. I wanted to be Joe Elliott. Your hair was kind of there. The hair, I tried, but it wouldn't. his was all curly and perfect uh, and wavy, and mine was just awkward, and it was wrong. You should have got some white folk soul glow. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't know what that's called in the 80s. I don't. It'd be great if it was called white folk soul, soul glow, like if that was the name of the product. Try white folks lo- soul glow. I can't even say it. Soul glow. <laughs> Just let it shine through. But then you got to have a key line where the white guy leans in and says, Just let your soul glow. <laughs> you know, say it really, really dorkily. All right. Uh, we will get into that a little later in the show. And before we get into some really weird basketball stuff, because the Alabama program is providing us with some weird basketball stuff, I do have a PSA for all the folks out there, both young and like me. Old and getting crazy, apparently. Um, Just a reminder to maybe check your driver's license in case it's around your birthday. Your driver's license may have expired or is about to expire. Just as a PSA. My birthday's Christmas and it did expire last year. My dad sort of reminded me to check when he told me he was getting his renewed. So I did get my driver's license renewed today. The extra part of my PSA is make sure you go on the day that you actually set up to go. I went a day early yesterday morning like an idiot. Oh, man. And in front of total strangers, I say out loud, I've got an appointment at 920. Why am I not on this list? And the woman looks my name up, and then she says, double-check the date on that sheet of paper you got in your hand there, Sparky. (laughs) 
She didn't call me Sparky, but she should have. I looked at it and I said, oh, 223-23. And then I just said, well, I will see you tomorrow. And I walked out. So uh, a lovely trip to Bastrop two days in a row. And I do have a renewed driver's license. So everybody just be on the lookout there. Your license usually gets renewed for around six years or so, six to seven year windows. And you can't renew it online back to back. So if you renewed online last time like I did, this time they make you go in to the physical location to get that done. So And you, you took the photo with the Joe Elliott shirt on. I did. I ended up taking the photo <laughs> with the Def Leppard shirt on. I got no weird looks at all. No weird looks. Everybody was staring like, what are you doing? Are you a full-grown adult in the Def Leppard now, shirt? Now, do you smile in your picture? I did smile. Yeah. I think I, that's always smart because when you get pulled over by the police, like if you're mugging on the picture, then I think the officer will be more likely to give you a ticket. But if you look happy... Yeah, I, I always go with the smile. Yeah, I go I, with the smile too. I don't mean mug that because I'm, I'm with you. You want to keep the meanness to a minimum. Yeah. Because he or she might be mad when they hit the car because you might have been going 80 in a yeah. whatever. And so they, they, they may be angry to start with, but yeah, you hopefully can disarm them with your smile. Yeah, I mean, I know this doesn't count for you anymore, but I got a couple more years left where I give you know the bouncer my card. And they check it and say, you know what? You look like a nice guy. Come on in here. Oh, look at that. You're still getting carded? You're still getting carded. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, my wife loves it. She yeah. loves to get carded. She'll let me know about it, too. Yeah, I'm now past that age where if I'm in a Specs getting some Tito's vodka or if I'm in a bar and they actually say, can I see your ID? <laughs> It's like they said, do you want a bag of money? Yes. Oh, yes, you can see my ID. And I usually give them my grandmother's answer. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Bless yes. Your heart. Yes, you can see my ID. I am I am freshly 21 and then some. All right, so there's my PSA. Just uh, double check those driver's license out there for you and and know what day it is. That's also helpful. All right, uh Chad and Zay with you on this Thursday. We'll get into some NFL stuff at 12:30 including maybe the off-season NFL story of all off-season NFL stories. Because you know it's the offseason if we're talking about a quarterback coming out of a darkness retreat. We will get into that. Uh, Obviously, lots of uh, Longhorn stuff swirling around these parts with the basketball team, men's basketball team, getting ready for the big matchup in Waco and the women's basketball team getting ready for a first-place clash in Norman. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you for sure. I've been to both locations, not for a men's game in Waco, or for Norman, for that, that matter. I've been to women's games, packed and energetic games in both venues. And that hatred for Texas is a special ingredient. It's thick. Have you ever been to the Farrell Center for a game? I have not. Oh, my God. That place, full, special environment. And the Norman thing, it's just a, it, it just crank it up just an extra level. I uh, can't wait for those two games. Yo. If, uh, for I can't wait for it for Texas fans. If you're a Texas fan, you got to be excited about both. You're in a first place discussion in both cases. Your basketball teams are playing really well right now. Vic Schaefer for the Scouting Report on Oklahoma. Big ass billboard. Do not let Taylor Robinson's country self shoot the three. <laughs> is that is that number one? No, uh, yeah, that's number one. That's the number one thing on the list. Ch- He's like all all time three point leader in women's basketball. So chase her off the line. God, please get her off the line. Yes. Okay. That's yeah, she was number one. Yo, she's been shooting at the barn since she was four years old. <laughs> <laughs> want to make sure she does not take over. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of taking over and uh, teams that wear crimson, for that matter, last night uh, somebody took over that once we can sift through this story, this may end up being a pretty 
impressive, I guess, part of the story. Because yesterday we were talking about Alabama and this you know, horrible story where a young woman is dead, a 23-year-old woman is dead, and certainly that needs to be the first focal point of this story. It's so sad. I heard Hard say yesterday, she's got a kid. Did you hear that part? Yeah, I heard that part too. My man is five-year-old. Five five-year-old. Five. Yeah. That is so awful, so terrible. Your thoughts immediately go out to that family and, and that little boy and everything that they're dealing with. you got a former Alabama player and another man accused of the murder and facing capital murder charges. They're getting into those depositions and into the case now. And yesterday we talked about Brandon Miller, the leading scorer for Alabama that is not a person of interest in the story, and there's some new information that's come out today. We'll kind of sift through that a little bit. But last night, Zay, we mentioned it. They were going to South Carolina. What kind of rudeness would he face? They chanted guilty. They chanted lock him up during the game, and he poured 41 in on the Gamecocks last night. And they needed overtime, by the way. His teammates didn't play that well. They went one for 14 from beyond the arc. Brandon showed up, went 41 strong, took him, got him through overtime. They win the game, and they went in as the number two team in the country, so they'll come out of it, obviously, at least there, uh, just behind Houston right now. But an amazing performance, Zay, considering everything. He is a freshman and was dealing with everything he's dealing with, with all this weird backlash from some folks, and he does that last night. The boy's got some serious dog in him. Just point blank. The fact that he could block out obvious distractions that there are and put up 41, like it reminds me of when Kobe was going crazy after all the Colorado allegations mm, that he had. Yeah. And he like used that as fuel. Like, oh, everybody's going to turn their back on me when we're kind of finding out it's not as bad as it was as we thought it was yesterday. Okay. Well, now I'm going to go put all that energy out on the court. And he gave South Carolina 41 big ones. Yeah. If I'm an NBA scout, I know Victor Wimbenyama's going number one. I'd seriously consider this guy number two because clearly he's strong-minded. Clearly he's mentally tough. Yeah. And certain things outside of basketball, you might not have to worry about that as much because this guy, you know, dealing with everything he's dealing with, like you said, he's a freshman, only 20 years old. Right. And, man, that performance he put up last night, very impressive. So they tip at 8 o'clock our time. Three and a half hours before that, Alabama puts an announcement out that says he would play and calls him an active member of the team. And they said, among other things, based on all the information we have received, Brandon Miller is not considered a suspect in this case, only a cooperative witness. And then additional information came to light yesterday through his attorney and through the AD. At Alabama, obviously the attorney being the most important source there, um, as, as some of the, the information comes out. We had talked about yesterday that ultimately he drove, his, he drove his car to the scene and at some point a gun that belonged to Darius Miles was retrieved from that car and that gun was used to shoot at this other car, ultimately killing this woman. Uh, Jamie Harris was her name. I think that's right. Jamie Harris. Um, and so, but now the, the the extra kind of information that's coming out because people had thought, well, did he text him? What did he text him in terms of needing the gun or whatever? Now the information is he had been for about an hour trying to get him to pick him up, and Miller hadn't gotten there yet. 
Miller was on his way there when the text came in. And apparently, Zay, what I'm seeing as the text that's being referred to is a simple text of, I need my joint. Sorry, bro. I left the chronic at home. (laughs) And they are saying that is a slang term for wanting his gun. He was referring to the gun as his joint, and he needed But Miller's already on the way. So instead of what we were, we were kind of talking about yesterday, like, wait a minute, you're at wherever you were. If he's, if he's asking for that, I thought he grabbed the gun. Yeah. Then brought it to him. Why would you take it to him if right. he asked you to? And then we also got into the discussion of, is this Darius Miles bringing his teammate into something? Not exactly. It was. It's a little, I guess, a little more of a kind of gray area situation than that. But the bottom line for Miller here is they're also saying the lawyer... The lawyer in Alabama saying he never left his vehicle, was not involved in the collection of the weapon, and according to his, uh, according to his lawyer, that he did not get out of the car and had already parked it when later on a, 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 the Jeep that I believe ultimately this woman was in pulls up behind them and then, so now they're even saying that Miller didn't intentionally block anyone's exit. Yesterday, you were talking about that element yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. We discussed it, that some people thought maybe he blocked his car, uh, parked his car strategically to block in another car. That apparently is not true. This is another one of those lessons, obviously, of this is a legal case. It's playing out. Yeah. There's depositions. There's police officers. There's all this. And the lawyer's also saying there's video evidence. Uh, it says all of the, ev- ev- uh, the events described above are clearly captured on video. There is no dispute about Brandon's activities during this evening. Yeah. So the gun was already in the car. Like under some clothes. Under some clothes that he was driving yeah. while he was on the road, almost there, Miles Texas says, bring the joint, which... Yeah, I need can, my... I, I my, need my joint, which now we're saying, okay, that's slang for gun with what's happened. Yeah. But like I just said before, I could have been weed, something like that, like bring my joint, you know, now, it's, okay, we're okay. talking about gun, but... Not, not to be slang police here, but it's 2023. Do you think a college-age person is describing marijuana as a joint? Yeah. You think? I think some are. You think it's still, I need my I, joint? I think some are saying it. Okay. I don't know. I listen to rappers that, that say it all the time. Okay. It, that, to me, and I'm not, I have not or ever been in the in that realm to know the, the nomenclature, but to me it feels old school. It is. That word just feels old school to me. So they're saying based on their context clues that that is what he was texting. Yeah. And they may have also gotten Miles to admit that to them. When you texted him this, what did you mean? Right. Oh, no, 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 this is, yeah, this is maybe what I meant. But uh, ultimately, you know, I think that now we're finding out more about just, I mean, when NATO said wrong place, wrong time, that's one of the things. His comments really threw some fuel onto this thing and put Brandon Miller in a spot that, I think he otherwise wouldn't have been in if Nate Oates had handled it a little bit differently. If he would have said that today, we would have been like, okay, Nate Oates. Right. And and then Oates, I get it. And Oates last night tried to clarify after the game and talked about the timing of things, and it does sort of make sense if you think about the timing. He said, I'm not here to make excuses. I want to make it clear I didn't have the details from the hearing that morning. 
since I was coming straight from practice, as I used a poor choice of words, making and I used a poor choice of words, making it appear like I was not taking this tragic situation seriously, which we have throughout the course of it, I ser- sincerely apologize for that. Because if you go to the initial comments from Nate Oates and that basketball team, it was nothing but respectful stuff mm-hmm. to that victim right away. Mm-hmm. Talking about the victim and her family, and that's the focus of where we are right now. And Darius Miles is no longer a part of our basketball team. Now, at that point, he did say nobody else on the basketball team was involved. Right. Um, and he didn't go into the specifics of that there was another player that was sort of not attached to the story, but just in the vicinity, I guess, is what may how you would say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I apologize to Brandon Miller. We ripped him yesterday because we didn't know yeah. everything that went on. And I, yesterday I said, man, what kind of teammate are you, Brandon Miller, if before us thinking that he asked, okay, bring me my joint, Brandon Miller said, okay, I went and grabbed it wherever the joint was, in the safe, in the drawer, in the closet, got it from there, put it in the car, then left it, but that's not what happened. Right. He had no idea the no. gun was in the car at all. And then somebody else texted this. I hadn't heard this part. I'm not sure if this is, has been a part of the deposition yet. Somebody texted, they said he had not read the text. Now, that would obviously be a whole other level. The fact that the text was sent as he's driving is a big part of it. It's huge. But then the idea of, again, he could have texted anything at that point, especially if he didn't read the text. But even though even though he's driving over there, it could have been, hey, man, I need that book. I need my coat. Mm-hmm. I need a hammer. I need an extension cord. I need any, whatever. And he didn't know. All he knew was one of his teammates needed him to pick him up. And he had needed him to pick him up for about an hour, and he was getting down there. Yeah, he was being a good teammate. He was trying to get there. He was being a good teammate. Yeah, the only thing he wasn't doing was being punctual, apparently, because yeah. he'd been trying for a while. Right. But that's it. And he was driving. He wasn't even texting and driving. That's why he didn't see it. Ah. He's driving the car. If he would have looked at it, that would have been wrong. So the 6'9", small forward, Miller, uh, highest-ranked NBA prospect playing in college this season, as Zay has talked about, it's Wimbenyama. It's the dude, Stu Anderson, yeah. The, that's going through the the G League route. Yeah, there's a couple other like overtime type guys, which is kind of like the G League, the overtime league, like the Thompson twins, Azure and Amen Thompson. Both of those guys are, might go back to back. They're around six six, stupid athletic. But yeah. yeah, I think Brandon Miller, like you said, he might be the top college basketball prospect for the NBA. Yeah. So hopefully, this is something where, and again, an incredible performance last night to be dealing with all those things. But if we're hearing this information and you're trying to be as fair as you can be, innocent until proven guilty. In this case, they're just calling him a witness here, and they're saying that when the and and people have asked about also the bullet holes that ended up in his car in his windshield the story that's coming out from yesterday is that once the shooting began he took off he did what a lot of us would do yeah run away get away from the bullets that seem to be flying and good for him that he did obviously if he'd been sitting in that car yeah who knows i mean there's obviously the the absolute worst thing could have happened uh in in terms of him so the, the horrible loss of life is obviously the, the place you continue to start and end this story. Uh, it's such a sad, sad version of the story, a sad story for that woman and obviously her family. But ultimately, it would appear that Brandon Miller is not a part of this thing until any you know, some other evidence would come up. But they're getting into that trial now. And as of this point, you would assume Brandon Miller is still going to be playing. 
for Alabama. So that's kind of where that story is right now. If you have thoughts on it, Specs text line 337-3776. Let me renege on what I said yesterday about picking them in the tournament. If he going to use this as fuel, mm-hmm. boy, they that Final Four team again, Because, <laughs> man, you got to have a different type of mental toughness to do what he did. With everything going on, we know he's not guilty and stuff. Still, yeah, that's – that was so impressive last night. I hit the game winning layup to win the game. Yeah. Like, wow. Somebody texted, uh, the dude should not be playing. He knew what the hell he was doing. You can't say he didn't. Well, yeah, they can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're putting the story together here that they can. That his lawyers are saying, and the police are saying, are laying this out. The police are saying this dude reached out to him via text for him to bring him the gun. But they've looked at the timeline of it, and they're saying he was already on the way. Yeah. Again, he's already on the way there, and... He ain't even say gun. Like, Brandon Miller, he could be very naive and not be in the know and be like, what the hell is this dude talking about? And, and then again, when, you know, did he, did he get the text or not? And if it is a legally owned firearm, which I think I read yesterday that it is a legally owned gun. It's Miles' gun. It was legally, uh, it was legally his. You're in the state of Alabama. Yeah. And your boy is a gun guy. He's got a gun. I have friends that have guns. Now, I don't know if there'd be a situation where one's in my car and they're saying, hey, man, come pick me up. And then on the way, hey, man, by the way, I need that gun. That That, that, is, that is a little strange. That, that's, but, again, this is somebody else's world. Right. That I'm not. You're right. The notion to automatically go to, well, he knew what he was doing. See, that's where I think we've just all watched too many cop shows. Yeah. Because we've watched all too many of the shows that my wife likes to watch all the time where everybody's a criminal in the show. We can't assume that this dude could have even dreamed of the idea that somebody was going to die down there that night. Yeah. You, you I, can't I, automatically assume that. Like, I, how many times did you have friends that you let in your car and stuff, and then a couple of weeks later you clean out your car and you find just trash from that night that your friends rode in it? And you're like, oh, they left this. They left that. I know leaving a gun is different. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> but still, you're not checking your back seat every time you get in. Be like, oh, I wonder if there's a gun in there. I wonder if one of my teammates left their joint in my car. Yeah. See, the the nice, the, the sort of normal version of what should have happened would be they go through a normal night, and then he finds out the gun was in the car, in his car, under some clothes, and he says to his guy, dude, take care of your gun. What are you doing? What's your gun doing in the backseat of my car under clothes? Like, yo, I'm only here for another three months, if that. Yeah, help me. I'm not trying to deal with this. Please help me out. You think Wimbenyama's friends have guns in his car? Nah. We, we hope not. Stop it. Wimbenyama just gained a, a grew an inch, man. Seven five now. He just grew an inch, and you're leaving guns in my car. Come on. <laughs> help me out. Good grief. All right, so we will hope for the best for Brandon Miller, and we will hope that that uh, that information is is correct, and uh, and that he did not know exactly what was going on there. And uh, again, they have not believed they can charge him with anything from the very beginning. The DA's office, we talked about that, said that a few days ago. So that's the latest on that crazy story. We'll continue to follow Alabama basketball in that they are one of the best teams in the country. They'll be a team to discuss, certainly, as we move along. And you would assume Brandon Miller still gets to play. Up next, let's talk some NFL, where Aaron Rodgers is back in the light. But will he be back in Green Bay? And Denver has picked its D.C., which means this guy may have to go back to TV. This is The Horn.
Chad and Zay. started on a Thursday. I am not familiar with the song itself, but that sounds like Peter Gabriel to me. No. To only name the... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Is that Eric Clapton? No. All right, I'm out. Steve Winwood. Oh, I was in the neighborhood. Oh, I was there. I was so close. Great, great voice, though. My bad uh, to you, Steve Winwood fans, Steve Winwood, what a badass. All the way back to he was like 14 or 15 when he got started. What? Yeah. Eric Clapton tells a story about whichever part of England, they were in different parts of England, and they heard about this kid. And at 15 years old, he could perfectly imitate Ray Charles. Stop. He, he would sit at a piano and just bust out Ray Charles tunes. In, from the UK and he area? Was, like yeah, from and he was freaking everybody what? out in England. Yeah. Because that was by that time, man. So certain things, you know, when things would cross the ocean certain ways, and there was some of those, some of that American music, man, it got in the soul of those British folks. I love stories like that. Oh, I do too. It's one of my favorite things, man. And hearing Clapton tell that story years ago, I was like, that's cool. And then they played a little bit of it, and you can hear that in yeah. Steve Winwood's oh, I, voice. I can hear the soul in this. Yeah, he's got a great soulful voice. If you're looking for that soulful side that you might not expect, Steve Winwood's got it, man. They uh, he was in Blind Faith uh, for a while. I think he was in the Spencer Davis group for a while. I think he might have was he in John Mayall and the Blues Breakers. I'm not sure if he was in that group or not. See, Steve did a lot of stuff. Had some pop hits in the '80s that people remember. But even those, if you go back and listen to Higher Love and um, Back in the High Life and stuff, just a great quality to his voice. See, Steve Winwood, he could sing the jingle to White Soul Glow. Heck, yes, he could. Yeah, he could sing it. He'd sell some product, is what For he real, did. Him, he have- Mike McDonald, and he had guys de- like that. And Steve had decent hair, from what I remember. Really? Yeah, had a nice. White guy, Maine, back in the day. Okay. I think, the, I think the girls wanted Steve Winwood. He was an attractive guy. Yeah, because what was going, like, the hair metal era? Like, what was going in that hair? What was what was that product called? Straight up, probably Aquanet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Extra hold Aquanet. I'm guessing. It's like, were they using the same thing women were using? That I don't know. They'd have to be yeah, to pro- some extent. I would think so. We'd have to sit down, you know, sit down guys like Brett Michaels of Poison and yeah. Joe, El- Joe Elliott and the crew from Def Leppard. And and the Def Leppard guys don't love being called a hair band, but they certainly were there during the hair era. They could answer it. They could definitely tell us what it was. I'm guessing it was, you know, some regular uh, industrial strength the same stuff that the Mandrell sisters were probably spraying on <laughs> right, their hair. Right, right, You know, and that, uh, you know, that some other big artists of the day were probably spraying on their hair. Yo, I can't knock it if you're getting paper from it. Yeah, no. Do that's your thing. Definitely a lot of paper sold off of that uh, Hysteria album. That's the one Zay will be talking about in our album swap segment at 2.05. I'll be talking about the ODB solo album. Uh, quick reminder, there is XFL tonight. Stop laughing. Zay, stop stop laughing. And it's, and it's uh, oh, oh. It is your guy. 
It's AJ McCarron at Seattle tonight. Let's go, AJ. <laughs> AJ. Let's go, baby. Time to cry again from another dub. AJ at 1 and 0 at Seattle tonight. So it's AJ at Ben DiNucci for your XFL tonight. This Eight- is primetime XFL quarterback play right here. <laughs> 8 o'clock on FX. How dare you? Like, why would you want to watch Rodgers versus Mahomes when you got DiNucci and AJ McCarron? Because those other two aren't on tonight. <laughs> We're about to talk about one of them, and he's coming out of a retreat. That's why. It's off-season for them. Uh, also remind you that Longhorn Weekly with Rodney Terry is tonight at 7, right here on the Horn. And then uh, 8 o'clock, if you missed the Longhorn Blitz podcast last night, we replay that for you at Thursdays at 8. All right, let's get into a little NFL. Um, Zay, I'll be the old man that asked this question. Why are there no secrets anymore? Just because there's social media Nobody can have a secret. I see the story that Aaron Rodgers walks out of this retreat. By the way, it was the top story on ESPN.com. That tells you what kind of day you're looking at. He's a four-time MVP. Come on, he deserves to be talked about. Okay, that that may be fair. And if you told me that uh, Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter were hanging out outside of town or outside the facility, that's one thing. We know this because the owner told us that he left the facility. I understand you might want to get some pub off of this. I I do. You can't even let him get out of town. You can't even let him leave and and get away, and you're letting everybody know when he leaves. Come on, man. All right, so he's out of the dark. We still don't know what he's going to do. He is under, this is a lucky man, just came out of the darkness, under contract with the Packers for a little over $59 million guaranteed if he plays in 2023. Damn. Zay, I could get my mind straight for that much money. Oh, yeah. I could come out of there. Oh, I'd come out of the dark convincing myself of all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> and there'd be 59 million reasons why I was at, who was it that talked, oh, it was T.O.'s people. You remember that one? When uh, was that T.O. in Dallas or T.O.? I can't remember where along the line. When his spokesperson, his agent or whatever, she stepped up to the mic and said, "Yeah, they, because they thought he was suicidal. That's what oh. it was." And they were like, "Terrell has twenty-five million reasons to want to be alive," and then just walked away with attitude, something yeah. like that. Aaron Rodgers has over fifty-nine million reasons to get the right thing out of that darkness. So, is it Green Bay? Is it the Jets? Those are the two options I've seen with Aaron Rodgers. You got a gut on this one? Where do you want to see Aaron Rodgers? You're a third-party observer. You're not a Packers or Jets guy. Where do you want to see him go? I just want to see him at the Jets to mix things up. Okay. You know, I like having the NBA mentality when it comes to the NFL offseason, and it's getting more and more like the NBA when it comes to the drama and trades and guys not wanting to be at places and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would like to see him with the Jets. Plus, I'm a huge Garrett Wilson fan for obvious reasons. I think if Garrett Wilson could have the season that he had with Mike White, um, Joe Flacco and Zach Wilson, then I think he could have a pretty good career with Aaron Rodgers probably having a good five years left. I don't I think. know. It's a pretty rickety limb you're working on there. Is I it? don't know. <laughs> Is it a bit know. much? Am I reaching now? I think if you put all three of those guys, you put all their talent together, you put every moment they've ever had in their lives together on a football field, meld it into one, and Rodgers might be twice as good as that. Oh, yeah. Easily. Oh, if they got Space Jam, all three of those Jets quarterbacks, you remember when the Monsters were like touching the ball and taking all the powers? The Monsters would go back to the, uh, space and be like, what the hell is this? 
still overthrowing guys? Like, what are we doing? Dude, I touched uh, I touched old Joe Flacco and my hand started yeah. cramping. What happened? Yeah, the guy was like, we said Joe Montana, not Flacco, guys. <laughs> Uh, I do want to see him play. I love watching Aaron Rodgers work. And I I am with you. I hope he ends up with the Jets because I can pull for the Jets. I'm an NFC guy. Uh, Here we go. No, I'm saying I'm an NFC guy twice over. And if you think of the two teams I like, Cowboys and Bucks, oh, I got a lot of reasons to hate the Packers through the years. So I never root for them. But I'd, I'd I'd root for him if he wore that other that other green. I mean, he and he's life, hanging in the AFC. Yo, he'd make life easier for the Walter Payton Award winner to get to where supposedly, uh, yes. Michael Parsons and uh, Trayvon Diggs thinks he could go because both of those guys are talking on Twitter like crazy. I don't know if you saw the recent thing that uh, Trayvon Diggs posted. No, no, what are we doing now? It was something like. What quarterback are you rolling with to win a championship? And you don't have to comment, Trayvon. It was for everybody. Just one of the general. Just could have left it alone. Just could have left it alone. One yep. of the general Twitter pages that puts out sports. And what he put? Four. That's oh, so all he put. That's <laughs> all he put. It's four. Uh. It's just like, guys, I get it. You want to ride for your quarterback. I understand that. Mm. But you're already the Dallas Cowboys. The pressure's there. It's there. You don't need to add any more to that. Like you could tell yeah. Dak Prescott, you could call him. Y'all have his number. I don't think he's like Russell Westbrook. I, I mean, Russell Wilson. I think he's easy to reach. Yeah. Hit but, him up and say, yo, Dak, I believe in you, dog. Are you in the lab right now, though? Are you training as we speak? Like, I hope you went to the sideline to get your phone and you're dripping sweat for working on that arm or whatever because <laughs> we need you right next season. But I just want to let you know. I believe in you. I'm telling you, it's an infection. It's an infection with those players. It's like trying to tell an elephant or a lion not to tell everybody the circus is in town. No, no, they're going to come anyway. They're going to come to the circus. No, 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 no. We want to tell them because we're the circus. I know. All right, fine. You got to go ahead and tell. That's what the Cowboys are. They just have to tell everybody that they're the circus and they're the thing. There's so many jokes off of that you could make. Four. Yeah, you know. (laughs) You know what? You're right. Brett Favre in his prime was pretty good. It's, yeah. just, it's really easy. You should stay away from it, but they don't. So they they bring it on themselves, but they're also the Dallas Cowboys. The ex- expectation is high anyway, so ultimately I don't know if it really adds on, but as a fan, I have that same feeling that you do. Is just I don't know why they I don't know why they add to it. It should just be you, you know, I mean, we're going to work. We're we're trying to make it happen. Which quarterback? I mean, even if it could be, which quarterback do you want to go? You know, are you going to the Super Bowl with? Even if he had just said, "We're going to give it our best shot with four. We believe in him." Okay, done. Yeah, but there's a little. It's a little too demonstrative for me right now. It's a little too braggadocious. Yeah, that's the thing. People think we're reaching. It's not reaching. Like, we're not reaching here. And it kind of goes to the Michael Parsons, Trayvon Diggs. They haven't felt the hurt as a Cowboys fan. Like, all they've seen is success, especially Diggs, going from Alabama. That's all he knows is winning, playing under Nick Saban and winning national championships and stuff. And now both of those guys not being in the league very long, all they've seen is really success with the Cowboys. Michael Parsons, 12-game season, both the two years he's been in the league. So they think they're so close. And mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers leaves, they are closer. They, they really are. Yeah. But And that's where I would ask, that's where I would ask the question of, of Trayvon Diggs. You were at Alabama. 
and you won a national championship, correct? Okay. You know what close feels like because you got there. Does this really feel close? And then if he told me yes, I guess I'd just have to walk away. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what it feels like from the um, inside. Yeah. But I would tell him that from afar, watching his Alabama team versus watching this last year's Cowboys team, it just felt different yeah. to me. I love the confidence, though. Yeah. You I can't mean, not you gotta, that confidence. You got to believe. got to believe. Yeah, but I, I do not, as a fan, want them thinking, uh, well, Chad, we're just going to give it our best, and if we're 8-9, and so be it. That'd get him ripped, too. Yeah. So you got to find that that balance. I get it. So Aaron Rodgers is out of the retreat. We'll see where he ends up. Yo, did you see the room? Did you see the retreat, though? I did, thanks to you. You sent me the pictures of this. So I'm assuming the light we see is just uh, because of the flash. Because of the flash that was taken. Um, it looks like, uh, you know. It's like candles in there and stuff. Pretty nice room. There's a couple of nice scenic shots, too, to let you know kind of where it is. Um, and... Yeah, I guess you know you know what you got a bath in there, you got a guess a can. If that's the if what I'm seeing in these pictures is the lighting in the room, then that's not really a darkness retreat, right? It looks very peaceful. But I think what we're seeing is the flash from the picture. You know what uh, I mean? I mean they've got to take a they probably need to take flash photography so you can get a sense of uh, what's like, in there. Like I'm a big Yellowstone fan, and they made uh, one of the Dutton sons do like this Native American ritual where he just goes out in the middle of the nowhere and just stays up. And okay, like he like they put him in a little circle, and he's by trees and stuff in the wilderness, and you'll see wolves and stuff. Well, I, that's what I had in mind. Oh, ah, okay. Like when I was thinking, to, I knew he was gonna be indoors somewhere, but. I thought it'd be a little less peaceful than this. This looks nice. Like this kind of looks like where I kind of want to take my wife to our honeymoon. And where are they? Oh, Southern Oregon is where it is. Yeah. Southern Oregon. If you're interested in this retreat, and I'll go ahead and give the owner what he wants: Sky Cave Retreats. Go ahead and look that up if you are interested in the darkness retreats. Uh, Aaron Rodgers back out of that situation, and the Denver Broncos have picked their DC, and it looks like Rex Ryan may have to go back to television because Vance. Joseph is going to take that job as the DC, and uh, Zay, that shows me some serious. That's that's some serious humility because Vance Joseph was the head coach of the Broncos. Now he'll go be the DC with Sean Payton. I kind of like the stuff Sean Payton's putting together. If he can figure out a way to find that old Russell Wilson, that team may turn into a team again. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, you definitely got to swallow your pride. And shout out to Vance Joseph for doing that. Obviously, him and Sean Payton have a really good relationship. He obviously loves the city of Denver. He probably still has his house there. So, yeah, it made sense for him. And now he doesn't have to deal with the pressures of being the head coach. He could just focus on the defense. And it's a pretty good young defense. That's an interesting point. I hadn't thought of him still having the house, but he was there in 27 and 18. Oh, yeah, so. that's still there. The crib's still there. Might just, yeah, that's true. Made him not have to worry about it. And, uh, yeah, they do have some uh, They do have some talent on that defense. Ooh, I forgot Randy Gregory ended up there. I just uh, pulled up a depth chart here. Huh. Sertan at the, at the corner, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons at safety. Yeah, Justin Simmons of is underrated. Course. Yeah, and then and I forgot Randy Gregory was there. So some interesting names to, to keep in mind as Vance Joseph takes that D.C. job in Denver. All right, coming up at 105, uh, our man Jeff Howe from Horns247.com, the Longhorn Blitz podcast, and Light the Tower joins us to talk some Longhorn stuff. Up next, speaking of Longhorn stuff, in the crap bag, I will tell you 
my favorite thing from the crap bag perspective that CDC said this week for all you Longhorn fans. I'll tell you what you should really be getting excited about. I haven't heard it talked about enough. I'll tell you what it is next on The Horn. Hey, I can't find nothing on the radio. Uh, Yo, turn to that station. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Chad and Zay. Oh, we're getting serious here. Getting serious. That's a recognizable voice. I don't think anybody else really sounds like him. Sounds like Mr. Stipe. R-E-M? That's right. All right, so... I'm somewhat familiar with some of their stuff, but this one's not jumping out at me. Is the word radio in this title? Yeah. Okay, so what's it called? Radio Song. Radio Song. Okay. All right, there it is. They were one of those bands that would give you weird titles sometimes. Uh, REM was huge. You know where REM started? No. It's a good one for you. You're headed to the SEC. Athens, Georgia. Okay. Yeah. They had an album called Automatic for the People, which was the name of, I think it may still be there, a legendary like restaurant barbecue place in Athens. And they called their album Automatic for the People. I think it may still be there, but the the one time I got to go to Athens and soak up a little bit of that musical stuff, they're one of the bands that came out of Athens. B-52s came out of Athens. The ones that did Love Shack. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, they were partying back in the day in Athens, Georgia. Guess so, huh? Crazy stuff. More than just football. Yeah. Shout out to uh, R.E.M. today. R.E.M. and Steve Winwood getting us started today. Some great voices there with Stipe and R.E.M. And very recognizable voices, too, with he and Steve Winwood. Athens is bigger than I thought then. Yeah. It's a – Athens is the best combination I've ever been to of a different town, a town I'm not familiar with. Best combination I've ever been to of a nice big city feel for a college town and it still feels like a college town. Right. Like everything I love about Austin and College Station are mixed together because I don't want it to be, I'm a country kind of a a small town kid at heart. So I don't want it to be too big. I don't want it to feel like I'm in a gigantic city and Athens just feels right to me. I love music too, so having musicians on the street just playing, kind of like in Austin, yeah, that's where you get that vibe. But then it's got a it's got a smallness to it. It's got an old school. You can feel how old it is too, like in a good way. How long Georgia's been around? I mean, it's an. Oh, I mean, it's you're going back. You know, when Texas and Texas A and M talking about 1870s and places like Georgia just laugh like, oh, really? That's how far back you guys go? Right. We're, 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 we've been around a while. Yeah. Um, and they get old school with the, with that stuff, and the architecture's great and everything. So Athens is a very, very cool place. In fact, Athens, Georgia does play in to the crap bag today because I need to tell Longhorn fans what they really should be excited about from CDC this week. Let's get into it. Come on. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just 
Think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Longhorn fans, I'm always looking out for you, and I am jealous of you from what you're about to get in 2023. CDC said a lot of things this week, but there's one key thing he said that I think you should be pumped about for getting ready to go to these football games this year. LED lights. CDC announced that they're going to put LED lights in at DKR. So once again, let's start back in Athens, Georgia. A few years ago, at Georgia hosted Notre Dame, and I'm watching on television, and Georgia scored, and they turned the lights off. And then it all went red. And I thought, what the heck am I watching? So the old school way we all know about you know football lights in a stadium, once they go out, you have to warm them back up, Right. Not with this LED stuff. You can go on and off quick. If you've watched Alabama play, if you've watched the Packers play, they can turn the lights off and back on instantaneously. But what Georgia pulled off is extra cool to me. At the end of the third quarter now, their thing, and they told us. I walked in on Friday and started asking around, what do we need to do tomorrow? Somebody's like, got to be around for that end of that third quarter, man. It's badass. Oh, my God, it's great. And I'm like, this is a Georgia fan telling me that. End of the third quarter, everybody gets their phone out. Everybody's light goes on, but then they turn the lights in the stadium red. And it's that Georgia red. And the Bulldog fans get excited, and they're moving the phones up and down, and everybody's all pumped about it. And I saw it, and all I could think of was, God, that'd be cool for anybody to do. And A&M has kind of started heading that way, but they haven't gone the full path of what I would want them to do, which is score a touchdown, What if everything went maroon? That'd be pretty cool. So for Longhorn fans, just imagine it. You score a touchdown. You're now daft enough to have your logo built into your stadium. And at some point, they they got to figure out how to present that perfectly. But how about if you could make the orange lights turn on? Y'all been to the Moody Center, right? You know what they're doing in there? You're going to do it at DKR as well. That's what One of the things I'd be pumped about as a Texas fan is that. The show at the football game. Just got a lot more updated and technological, and you're going to be right there with a school like Bama. Because watch carefully when Bama scores a touchdown. Those lights go on and off real fast, and they go red real fast. Tennessee does it too. Tennessee bathes that whole place in bright orange. If the Longhorns can just dial up the color right, Zay, right. I think y'all dig it. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, that'd be big time going into the SEC. You know yeah. I mean, anything like that matters from revamping the bubble, something like that, like anything, because pe- places like Florida and Georgia, all these places in the SEC that got, you know, this big money and they're putting all that money into their football facilities and just their athletic facilities in general, even though Texas has the paper, some things are outdated. Yeah, they are. Here's another weird idea, and I've not seen it play out. I went to a game a couple years ago at A&M, and this was supposed to be happening, and for some reason it didn't end up working the way they wanted it to. I can't remember why. Weather or something. And But there's now a thing where if you have the app of your team, they actually have a little thing in the app that they can sync up everybody's phone to do a light show at a particular time. 
So imagine that if they could pull that off and you got the burn orange lighting in there. Now we all know. Yeah. Now we all know you got to get the color right, Longhorn fans. Yeah. CDC, make sure you get on that because the last thing you want is to throw those lights on and you miss the color. We, that's one of my biggest pet peeves with this university sometimes. Because y'all are unique that way. You're not just a generic, you know, stamp it orange. You're a very Yo, specific orange. And over the years, they've had trouble syncing it all up. The basketball court at the Irwin Center. I know what you're going. Yeah. It was two different burnt oranges, like in the middle of the paint. Yeah, I three know. in the key lane, and then like the Texas logo in the center of the court were completely different, and it drove me nuts yeah. for thirty some years. On TV, on, t- pa- on TV, part of it looked like Syracuse. To me. <laughs> Seriously, part of it did. And you know what, Zay? The first time I went to a Texas football game live in the press box, I turned to someone and I said, "Hey, why are those flags that say T E X A S the wrong color?" Wow. And they got really mad at me, but it was... It, yeah, I would have kicked your ass out, you being the Aggie and all. It leaned more towards Tennessee orange than it did y'all's orange. Mm. And it was one of those things they had to get right. You know who got it right? Mac did. Mac realized that. Mac walked in there one time and realized, oh my God, that burnt orange and that burnt orange are two different colors. We've got to figure this out. They standardize it. They'll get it figured out on the lights, I'm sure. All right, all right. But if they get that right, oh, I think that could be badass. That could be badass. Uh, and if a fan base like Georgia and Bama have embraced something like that, I think Texas fans could as well. It's a really cool little touch to have those LED lights. It gives you a lot more, a lot more choices with what you want to do with night games. Now, the whole syncing your phone for everybody to have the lights on at the same time, y'all be careful with that because you know how these folks are with hacking you. Yeah, that's be true. Careful. That's be true. Be careful. I'll be honest with you. I never totally trusted it, and it did not work that day. I told you it didn't work that Hell day. no. There's a lot of that weird technology I don't get. Like my daughter showed me a Taylor Swift concert video on Netflix concert deal, trying to get ready for this show in April. And they all wore, this is back in 2018, they wore wristbands that did a light show all by themselves. You literally, they handed you the wristband and you just were part of the light show. I'm like, I didn't know they could do that. So I don't know if that's the kind of stuff we're going to start seeing at games even more, but the light show itself should be a lot of fun. Uh, So that was one thing I did enjoy from CDC this week. Coming up, we'll talk more about what CDC had to say this week with Jeff Howe of Horns247.com. Remember to check out the Longhorn Blitz podcast. We'll replay that for you tonight at 8 o'clock. And, of course, he's on Light the Tower every morning, 10 to 12 right here on the Horn. We'll talk to him about that. This basketball team, he's headed over to a baseball availability today to talk about that team facing Indiana this weekend. We'll hit all of it with Jeff next on the Horn.